Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Episode 56 of Believe in Betting LA. We're fresh off betting week one of the NFL. Lakers are in the Western Conference Finals. Clippers did not quite make it there. We'll talk about all of that and more on this episode of Believe in Betting LA. I'm your host, Sam Maxwell. You can find me on Twitter at smaxwell713. Joined, as always, by my co-host, Chris Lewert. You can find him on Twitter at Rock. How you doing today, Chris? I'm doing quite well. It's a, a nice, smoggy, smoke-filled afternoon. Uh, what more could you ask for? We live in America. It's, it's as good as it can be. Well, let me correct you there. It's a, we're recording Friday, September 18th at 11.32 a.m., so not quite afternoon, afternoon. yet. And I know you want to jump ahead to the weekend. We have a, a great slate of college football, of NBA, of NFL, but we're not quite in the afternoon portion of our day yet. Uh, however, uh, we will get there soon enough. Again, this is Believe in Betting LA, episode number 56. We've reached the second half of the first century of this podcast, and uh, we are available wherever you choose to get your podcasts from. That includes iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, TuneIn, Spotify, and iHeart. If you can subscribe, rate, and review this podcast, that goes a long way for us. And you can find us in all of the other tremendous podcasts on the Believe Podcast Network at Believe.com. That's B-L-E-A-V.com and at Believe Podcasts on Twitter. Uh, of course, once again, myself is at smaxwell 713 Chris is at Lou Mandinga Rock, and Stag Capital is at Stag Cap. All right, Chris. Week one, the NFL is in the books. It was a good opening week betting-wise for me. You had probably your worst week in this podcast's history in terms of your picks. And let's talk about last week right now. We, we always tell everyone we want to be transparent. We want to keep ourselves accountable for you, the listeners. Sometimes that means taking a victory lap, and sometimes that means explaining what went wrong, what went wrong for you in week one. I wish I wish we had a, a producer for our show so we could have the the sad trombone uh, noise playing before and after everything I say. Um, yep, oh one and five, uh, which is definitely I don't think I've um, yeah I don't think I've ever had uh, a week that bad. Um, so I do apologize to the listening audience that wants to to wring my neck. If it makes you feel any better, um, about ninety percent of the time I recommend something. Uh, I have my own money on it. So uh, you're not losing alone, if that gives you any solace. And uh, to reiterate, it's why I often say things like nothing is offsides right now, but you know, I think it might go this way or this is something I'd like to watch. Uh, I do those because uh, it's important to bet, you said this 10 million times, when the price is in your favor, when the value is in your favor. And when it's not, I would recommend, you know, if you want to take a sweat on the Rams or the Chargers or your local LA teams, just maybe if you're following me anyway, maybe temper your expectations. If I'm not saying this is offsides, uh, that's kind of the key word you want to look for and, uh, and scale down that bet sizing. Um, so you're enjoying yourself, but you're not putting yourself in a situation where you want to lose too much. But, um, you know, week one COVID, uh, apparently I'm just as rusty as some of the players look like out there. So, uh, let's hope we have a, a bounce back this week, but yeah, definitely 100% own it. Absolute stink bomb goose egg bludgeoning that I took in week one. All right. So Chris, you're 0-1-5, so you had only one loss in five draws? Pushes? Uh, 
Uh, sorry. Oh, so one one draw and five L's. So oh five and one. Yeah, be correct. Okay, that's right. All right. Well, on the other side of the spectrum, I actually had a great week. I went three and one. I called that Rams plus two and a half. I did tell you I do like a money line as well. They go ahead and win their opening game at SoFi Stadium Sunday night against the Dallas Cowboys. I uh, took the L on Chargers Bengals over forty one and a half, or I think it was forty three actually. Uh, both those offenses looked dreadful. And if there's any takeaway of last night's Browns 35, Bengals 30 victory in Thursday Night Football battle for Ohio, it's that maybe this Chargers offense is worse than we think. <laughs> they absolutely struggled to move the ball against a hapless Cincinnati Bengals defense, as evidenced by Baker Mayfield, Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt running right through them yesterday. Uh, this Chargers offense may be one that we want to pick on the rest of the year, at least until we see Justin Herbert take over the helm. And then I had two best bets for you last week. Washington football team, I told you to take them plus five and a half. I told you I liked them. Moneyline as well. I ended up taking Washington football team in a survivor pool. So that worked out in my favor. And then uh, my absolute lock last week was Bills minus six and a half. Um, I told you the Jets are going to be the worst team in the NFL this year. I don't think Adam Gase sees November as the head coach of the New York Jets. They're dealing with crazy injuries this week. So I think it's another week to pick on the Jets. So I went three. And one last week, Chris went 0-5-1. and one. We're going to talk about week two, our picks there for the Chargers, for the Rams, and our best bet. But first, let's talk about basketball here, Chris. The Lakers move on. They advance to the Western Conference Finals. Game one is this evening, September 18th. Of course, we're recording this on Friday, September 18th. The Lakers are taking on the Denver Nuggets, not the Los Angeles Clippers. We figured we'd finally see the Stable Center Hallway Series, but ironically from Orlando. We don't get to see that. You never assume things. The Clippers blow their second 3-1 series lead in six years. Of course, previously they had blown that lead to the Houston Rockets, Doc Rivers, and the Clippers. This time, a different supporting cast. They blow a 3-1 lead to the Denver Nuggets. A difficult, difficult time to be a Clippers fan. Uh, They had the most talented team, I think, in in the NBA. Uh, There's a well-documented argument between Montrezl Harrell and Paul George after Game 2, apparently, that kind of threw the chemistry out for this team. Um, they had many, many chances, Chris, including in Game 7 when they had a double-digit lead in the first half. They just came out in the fourth quarter there, and they could not hit the broadside of a barn. I think Kawhi Leonard and Paul George combined for like two fourth-quarter points. They didn't hit a field goal. The Nuggets just had more energy, and they seemed like they wanted it more. Yep. Yeah, and uh, this, if I'm a Clippers fan, right, not only is this hurt, but I am horrified of the idea, A, that Kawhi is just going to take off when he gets bored here in a minute. Uh, and that I have Paul George, who looks like an absolute abomination uh, for a guy who nicknamed himself. Uh, I guess you reap what you sow. Everybody knows you can't give yourself your own nickname. Paul, you reap what you sow in that regard. Um, I, I can't find any silver lining to, to being a Clippers fan at this point, um, other than it's only been like 45 years since you guys have been any good and not 100 as, uh, as a Cubs fan. I can tell you, uh, you know, get back to me in 50 years. But it just looks terrible. Uh, Denver, h- how, you, how you blow. I think every game the Clippers lost, they had a double-digit lead at some point. And I think in three of them, they had double-digit leads in the second half, which is it's just, t- it's just terrible. Uh, it's my, if I could do my Charles Barkley, it would be terrible. But I don't know what to tell you. It's, it's, it's not, it doesn't look good. Um, maybe they come back hungrier next year. Maybe this threw them off. I will definitely say that um, – the screwing around by Patrick Beverly and Lou Williams, uh, I think, was a mistake. I think this is a team that needed to get more cohesion. They seem to be playing hard. I like them in the bubble that they seem to be going out there, and Kawhi was playing real minutes. But 
as far as the teamwork goes, it just seemed completely absent. Uh, and sometimes you get unlucky in a game or two, but in a seven-game series, it's it's on you, right? There is no weird bounce of the ball. There is this isn't a football playoff game, right? Where uh, you know the opposing team hawks it deep three times and gets lucky or gets a pass interference or something like that. This is you got to own this 100%. And uh, I could tell you the happiest person on the planet is LeBron, but he doesn't have to get chased around by those guys uh, for a seven-game series. Um, but I love I love to see the Nuggets Nuggets try and do something. Uh, I don't think they're going to, but. For the Clippers, uh, I would hang my head and cry. I don't know what to tell you. I don't, I don't see anything redeeming. You, you traded a billion picks and a ton of money for a guy who vanishes uh, in playoff P, and uh, Kawhi doesn't strike me as the type of person who wants to sit around for the next five, six, seven, eight years you know, dealing with adversity. I think he wants to be in, in nice ready-made situations. So not great, Bob. Yeah, you got to feel for the Clippers. If, if this wasn't the year, you got to you got to figure when when will be the year. So we're gonna move on. We're gonna talk about the Lakers. We're gonna talk about our Week Two NFL picks. But first, want to thank today's sponsor, of course. That's again our friends at BetOnline.ag. We're gonna have Dave Mason from BetOnline. He was in our podcast earlier in the spring. We'll have him on next week's podcast episode. Um, BetOnline, of course, the place where we go put all of our action for the NFL, for NBA, for baseball, etc. Just a few prop bets to kind of wet your whistle here for the listeners. Uh, will an NFL coach be fined for not wearing a mask? There was a, apparently a memo sent to all NFL teams last week that you need to do a better job. You don't have to be Andy Reid and wear the face mask and look like a, an otter or whatever you want to call it, a walrus. Uh, but <laughs> apparently there, that's becoming a bigger, bigger deal. You can bet on that at betonline.com. Total missed field goals in week two. The Lions had 13 and a half. We saw about five of them in the Broncos-Titans game, the second of our Monday Night Football doubleheader last Monday. That is a prop bet you can bet on at Bet Online. Will Cam Newton lead Patriots in rushing yards? Last week, I believe he was leading rusher. He had two rushing touchdowns. He looked tremendous in his debut as quarterback of the New England Patriots. That is another prop bet you can bet on. So go online to betonline.ag. They've got the most prop bets, the best lines, the fastest and quickest and fairest payouts. That's betonline.ag, your online wagering experts. All right, let's talk about it then, Chris. Lakers, they do advance to take on these Denver Nuggets in the Western Conference Finals. Game one is Friday evening tonight, so we're going to give you our picks. Of course, you'll probably be too late by the time you hear this, but if you happen to hear this in time, you can take kind of what we say and apply it to not just tonight, uh, but moving forward in the series. LeBron and AD, they both... Uh, have played well throughout this postseason, Chris. They've, the Lakers, surprisingly, have lost games, game ones, both the first round to the Blazers, and of course, last round, uh, they lost the first game as well. They're kind of feeling out teams, especially felt that way against the Rockets in the second round. Uh, the Nuggets, of course, very well documented. They've been down 3-1 in back-to-back series and come back to wins. So you kind of have competing ideologies here. It almost seems like neither team really wants to win game one tonight, so it'll be a very interesting game. Right now, the, the odds that I'm seeing from our friends have been online. Uh, and all of our odds that we're talking about here are from Bet Online, so we're right there with you guys when checking out these lines here. Uh, Lakers are favored in this game one tonight at 6 p.m. Pacific. They're favored by seven points. The total I'm seeing, Chris, uh, is 210, implied team total of 108 and a half for the Lakers to 101 and a half for the Denver Nuggets. You have to feel like the Nuggets are going to be tired. They got blitzed in game one against the series against the Clippers in the second round. Uh, Lakers, of course, as we just said, have lost back-to-back game one. So it's a weird game. Just give me brief thoughts on tonight's line. And then what do you think for the series? Definitely the Lakers have not. They basically used it as a practice against Portland in a practice. Um, last round as well, they just 
you know, we're kind of feeling it out and we're happy to do that. Uh, I don't think LeBron is kind of going to let them coast. Um, I think he's going to want to get out there. I think as happy as he is to be playing the Nuggets, uh, I don't think he wants to mess around with them either because you are, you know, just a game or two away from Jamal Murray deciding to score 60 points um, because he can out of, out of nowhere. So I think the Lakers are going to come out pretty strong here, but I do think you're going to have a tired Nuggets team combined with the Lakers team who will be a little rusty because they've had a ton of days off and just from history. So as I quickly contradict myself, uh, I do like the Nuggets plus seven here. I think the Lakers win this game. Uh, I think they are kind of in command the entire time, but um, seven points uh, in a game, I think the Nuggets are going to try and, and, and get after really quick given previous history with the Lakers. Uh, I'll, be, I'll be happy to get my money down. And yeah, Ben Online has it at minus one ten. I wouldn't pay any more than that for sure. Uh, either side you're taking uh, tonight, but do like the Nuggets plus seven. We agree there. I think the Nuggets are going to cover seven as well. I do think they come out there and they're tired. However, we've seen the Lakers don't necessarily put their best foot forward in game one, so it'll be interesting one uh, as well. Um, yeah, so Lakers moving on to the Western Conference Finals. Let's move on. Let's talk about Week Two of the NFL, starting Chris with the Rams. They're they're one and zero. Rams, of course, got that victory over the Cowboys in the debut of SoFi Stadium. They're going east to take on the Philadelphia Eagles, who are zero and one. The Eagles are actually a one point, so basically a pick 'em one point favorite. Lincoln Financial Field. This will be Sunday morning at ten a.m. The total I'm seeing here in this one is forty five and a half. What are your thoughts here, Rams at Eagles? Yeah, I think uh, this game is is one that isn't kind of crazy offsides right now. I was really impressed with how the Rams looked at home. Uh, looked like a team who had prepped well, right? I don't think every team in the NFL had necessarily done their their kind of best work in their their strange kind of abbreviated offseason. Um, you know, no preseason games or things like that. But I was I was pretty impressed with how the how the Rams looked and. Uh, I don't need to plug him anymore, but I'll do it anyway just because I like it. Aaron Donald, absolute just beast. Uh, it's so rare that you see a defensive tackle impact a game like that, and he's just running around like a madman, pancaking offensive linemen and making life hell for the opposing quarterback. And uh, I think he's going to do that to Wentz again. Uh, I think he is going to be right up the middle. It's the worst place to pressure a quarterback. Quarterbacks hate pressure up the middle because they can't step up in a pocket. And that's what all the NFL guys are really good at is taking those steps up and releasing the ball. When you got pressure up the middle, you got to move to your sides. Wentz, not particularly the best mover at all. Uh, so I do like the Rams in the game, but again, price-wise, nothing crazy offsides. The only semi-good value I saw here is Eagles minus half point in the first quarter at plus 135. That's really nice plus odds for for a coin flip, again, it's, uh, you know, they're assuming that the game is tied 3-3, 7-7, or 0-0, so you end up losing that bet. But a plus 135, I would be willing to take that. However, I do like the Rams in the game, so I would happily take the Rams money line uh, if that's something you want to get after as well. But nothing crazy offsides value-wise. The Eagles look absolutely dreadful. They actually got up 17-0 on a Washington football team last week. It looked like they were going to cruise to an opening week victory. That offensive line is just so banged up. They've lost multiple stars in that offensive line. Uh, Washington's defensive front is a tremendous defensive front. I think the uh, the forefront, uh, the forerunner for defensive rookie of the year uh, in Ohio State rookie Chase Young. Doesn't get any easier, as you mentioned, Aaron Donald, the premier interior defensive lineman potentially of all time, comes to town. However, I think Doug Peterson's a smart enough coach to make adjustments here. I think you're getting a 
a discount on this Eagles team, who I still think is going to be a good team this year. And I think we both agree that the Rams, we don't think that that may be the most impressive victory of the season was that we yeah. have a victory of the Dallas Cowboys. You have a West Coast team, Pacific time zone, going to the East Coast to play a 10 a.m. Uh, or a, a 1 p.m. Eastern local t- uh, kickoff. So those are always factor into it. First road game of the year for the Rams. I think they got an artificial boost after uh, you know making the debut at SoFi Stadium. And I do think there's going to be some adjustments. Great stat for you. Carson Wentz sacked eight times last week. Tremendous offensive line troubles. Actually led the league in average depth of target. He's throwing the ball downfield, even though he's got no time. They didn't have their starting running back, Miles Sanders, last week. He looks like he's going to play this week. Debut, rookie debut of Jalen Rigor. Uh, rookie from TCU. He looks good, and then we'll be making his second start. I think he'll take a step forward here. I like the Eagles here quite a bit, actually. I think they're going to win this game. I don't have a thought here on the total, um, but I do like the Eagles to win this game. Actually, I take that back. I do have a thought on the total. I like the other <laughs> here. I think the Eagles' offensive line is, is bad enough. The Rams uh, will make an impact, but I do think they're going to be able to go and score some uh, points there. In this Rams offense, I definitely think they're not going to be as good as they were in that opening week. We still don't really know Who's going to be a running back? You know, Malcolm Brown looked explosive, but I don't think he's going to be the guy there long term. Cam Akers got a lot of touches, did not look dynamic in any particular way. Uh, so I, I do like the under here. I think this is going to be um, a close enough game. I see like a 20 to 17 type of victory for the Eagles. Uh, but I do think the Rams are going to struggle to move the ball, even though this Eagles defense isn't tremendous. Uh, I think it's going to be a game in which uh, in which the Eagles kind of squeak it out there at the end. So I like the Eagles. Money line and uh, minus one, and I like the under 40 half, 45 and a half as well. So two picks for me there uh, from that game. Moving on, we're talking about an AFC West showdown. The Chargers in previous years, Chris, have played the Super Bowl champion Kansas City Chiefs extremely tight. They had a victory in Thursday Night Football a couple years ago, I remember, that clinched the playoff victory for them. Uh, they have not allowed a lot of yards to Patrick Mahomes, Tyree Kill. They've done better than just about any defense in the league at bottling up this explosive offense. The 1-0 Chiefs. Our nine-point road favorites taking on the Chargers. The Chargers are making their debut at SoFi Stadium. This one is 1.25 p.m. kickoff here from Eaglewood, California. The total is at 47. What is your pick here in the AFC West? Uh, Thanks for mentioning the stat that the Chargers have played them well because that's basically the only thing I have to fall back on with this. Um, Chiefs looked awesome. The only thing I could say is that they have to travel. Uh, The Chargers are at home. Maybe they've gotten a little better. Price-wise, Chargers plus four at even money in the first half is just barely offsides uh, by the Vanessa margin. So if you can get that or it moves in your favor, grab it, because uh, that's the that's the value I found in the game. Hard to say that, though, given what we saw last week uh, against the Bungles. Just, and, and it hurts too, right, Sam? Because you and I have basically been preaching Tyrod Taylor, you know, surprising uh, people for, for it feels like over a month now. Um, not saying it with a lot of confidence, but doesn't matter what I think. It matters what the math thinks. And that thinks that the Chargers plus four first half for even money is about as good as it's going to get. You know, watching the Kansas City Chiefs, Chris, they, they just look like one of those generational talents. You know, I'm not sure if they're going to win the Super Bowl again this year, but I do think we're going to see them compete for it. I don't think we're going to see this Charger team compete for really anything besides maybe a top 10 pick. Yeah. Yeah. I think there'll be better, better days ahead for Terod Taylor. Um, I, I don't have as much confidence in him, you know, lasting all season as I did this time last week. I mean, like I said, you know, watching them play the Bengals last week, it looked like, Hey, maybe this Bengals defense is really good. Fast forward to Thursday night football in week two, 
guess what? This Bengals defense doesn't look good. They gave 35 points to the Cleveland Browns. So when you make Baker Mayfield look good, uh, <laughs> maybe he's taking the next step. But when you make him look good in these last couple of years, that means you're, you're typically a pretty bad defense. So, yes, this Chargers team going to struggle to move the ball. Um, their defense is still very good, but they've had some injuries, uh, and I don't necessarily know why this line is not up above 10. Uh, let me ask you this. In a vacuum, do you like Houston or do you like this Charger team more? Oof. Um, this doesn't make any sense. I think Houston is the better team, but I like this Charger team more because I have <laughs> – Okay, that makes no sense. So, I'm going to cut you off there. And yeah, so, no, all I'm saying is Bill O'Brien looks completely lost. Yes, that, uh, that any, is true. Any important game of any note whatsoever, Bill O'Brien looks like a deer in headlights, like he has no idea what's going on, and he freezes up, and he doesn't know how to coach or play call or do anything, and Deshaun Watson runs for his life. Okay, so, I, didn't need, I didn't need that long of an answer. Basically, my point is, I think most people would say they like Houston to be a better team than the Chargers. I know one game was at home, and they were you know, unveiling the banner, and there were some few, few fans there, but you know, the Chiefs were nine-and-a-half-point favorites last week. This one's, of course, on the road. They're nine-point favorites. I, I just don't get the disconnect here. I don't, I don't understand why, after watching this Chiefs team last week, this is not a ten-and-a-half-point spread. Uh, the Chiefs are the best in the business. They can beat you in so many different ways. This Chargers offense is going to struggle to move the ball. I think the Chiefs get out to a really quick lead. They can pin their ears back and pass rush on third and long against Terod t- Taylor and not, not, you know, not trusting that he's going to throw the ball downfield particularly well. Uh, and I, I think this is going to be a blowout. I like Chiefs here minus nine. Yeah, not, not, not obviously a bad pick. I, I, you notice the difference on the teams that have continuity and are well-oiled and well-coached? The Saints look like right. they, they were playing you know, week 10, right? Just completely smooth, completely in control. Chiefs the same way, right? Like the Hawks are the same way. Yeah. The Patriots, absolutely. Yep. It just, the, the continuity makes a big difference in these, in these early games, uh, and I think that's, that's it. Uh, you know, as far as the line goes, I think you have bookmakers saying, well, they're traveling and there's got to be a Super Bowl hangover and, you know, X, Y, Z, X, Y, Z. But uh, like the Patriots, like the Saints, some of those teams, Seahawks, it just it doesn't matter. They defy those things because they're not they're not regular. Right. They're they're exceptional. You know, I see Super Bowl hangovers for the losing team all the time. The winning team comes out firing the next year more often than not. You know, some teams are different. The Broncos, when they lost Peyton Manning, you know, they were a far different team. They weren't going to start the year 10-0. But, you know, there are there are a lot of times where that, that team comes off the Super Bowl and just comes out clicking. They win their first 10 games or whatever. Uh, I could definitely see that with this year's Kansas City Chiefs. All right. So we, we both kind of don't like either of the L.A. teams this week. At least I, I don't. Uh, I did. Uh, let me remind you, take both the Rams and the Chargers last week. So it's not all hate here. This particular week, though, I do like both the Eagles and the Chiefs. Time for our best bets here, Chris, before we wrap things up. What's yours? I hate to say it. I've said this probably 17 times. Every time I say hate to say it, that means I'm saying something about the Packers. Packers minus six and a half, minus 110. Uh, not necessarily buying into the Rodgers is angry because of Jordan Love sort of thing. I think Rodgers is just kind of an angry person. And uh, I think he'll probably fuel, you know, first four or five, six, seven weeks uh, of a little Aaron Rodgers anger, get off to a nice start before he regresses a little bit. But um, they looked, I think Minnesota's a damn good football team and the Packers looked awesome against them. So I think that's going to continue for one more week and minus six half uh, is a good, is a good number at minus 110. You know, we, we, we definitely talked about this, I don't know, on the air or not, uh, about this being in the realm of possibilities that um, it just, you know, and this happens sometimes. Think about the year Alex Smith had when the Chiefs drafted Patrick Holmes. Comes out there, has a career year, almost wins MVP. Um, not that they're not 
trying as hard as they possibly can in previous years, but uh, it, it almost comes out and, and, and it, it pushes them even further. It gives them to even higher elevation of edge. Uh, and, you know, as, as if Aaron Rodgers needed any additional motivation, but, yeah. uh, you know, a team that came within one game of the Super Bowl, uh, you know, their first two picks play combined three snaps in week one. A.J. Dillon barely got on the field <laughs> running back, and, of course, Jordan Love doesn't play at all. So Aaron Rodgers is out there pissed off. Why couldn't we draft a guy like CeeDee Lamb or Jerry Judy or whomever to help me here in, my, in, my, in the twilight of my career as this team is very talented uh, but they looked awesome. It could also be a by factor of that Minnesota Vikings defense just being absolutely terrible. We'll find out a lot more about both these teams this week, yep. so that's an interesting bet. Mine is an ascending team here. It's a young quarterback, a young offensive-minded head coach. I was amazingly impressed with the Arizona Cardinals, what they did in San Francisco last week. They were, at least seven-point underdogs. They went on the road there and beat the 49ers, uh, and it looks it looks like a lot worse than it actually ended up being in the final score. Maybe the Niners team isn't quite as good as we thought they were, at least this year. Same thing happened with the Rams last year. Losing a Super Bowl, you know, having a more difficult schedule, having that target in your back is always difficult. So I don't want to write the Niners off yet, but the Cardinals, I was amazingly impressed. Their defense looked a lot better. Isaiah Simmons, rookie, made a huge difference. Uh, and Kyler Murray looks like he is primed to take that next step. And, you know, I was uh, I, I was someone that thought, you know, DeAndre Hopkins, a great real-life pickup, but in fantasy football, maybe this guy wouldn't get the same amount of volume to be as effective. The dude goes out there and gets 14 targets, always open, showing he has, uh, you know, yak ability yards after the catch. Uh, both running backs and Chase Edmonds and Kenyon Drake looks, looks great. And, uh, you know, Kyler Murray, I can't say enough about it. Dude is out there just making guys miss, throwing the ball downfield, not taking bad sacks, not turning the ball over like he did in his rookie year. Washington football team, a team I was very high on last week. Dwayne Haskins looked bad. We got the job done. Antonio Gibson showed flashes of being a brilliant running back. That defensive front is great. I liked him to come together in honor of Ron Rivera last week and all the uh, you know terrible stuff that they, they heard all about their, their team during the offseason. I think they're going to be very, very flat in week number two, traveling to Arizona, going east to west at late start time. Cardinals are seven-point dogs here. I don't think it's anything offsides here. It's just a gut feeling that I do think this Cardinals team has a chance of being this year's San Francisco 49ers team, a 12, a 13-win team. Uh, this is a line we may look back and kind of laugh at. Cardinals, minus seven is my best bet of week number two. Any final thoughts here, Chris? Episode 56 of Believe in Betting LA. Well, uh, we can't do any worse, right? Um, I guess we could lose them all and not even get one tie. But uh, Hey, speak for yourself. Yeah, nowhere, <laughs> nowhere to go but up uh, on this side of the microphone. So, uh, yep, here's to, uh, here's to football being back and uh, – it's it's almost weird, right? Like I don't know what to do. All there's all this gambling, all this all the sports on. It's 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 like uh, it's like 2019 all over again. It's like every other year we've ever had sports, sports gambling <laughs> in our lifetimes. Uh, it's fine. I mean, look, we don't always have. And it, it's funny because week one of the NFL season, uh, you know, obviously I watched all day long from 10 a.m. to 5 8:30 at night, uh, and, and at some point someone said, "Oh wow, the Clippers lost," and it was just like a total total afterthought. <laughs> You know, obviously it was game six, so we kind of just figured that the Clippers were going to roll through. Either way, it wasn't an exciting game if the Nuggets were to win. But um, it, it just, it just, there's so much on. You know, yep. the, the NBA playoffs becomes an afterthought when there's that many NFL games on. Uh, baseball is coming down to the home stretch here. The Dodgers are about to hit their season total wins over 37 and a half. They clinched the playoffs about the other day. That becomes an afterthought when you've got NBA playoffs on and football on and 
you know, the Big Ten announced they're coming back. The Pac-12 looks like they're marching towards uh, playing again at some point later this fall. So it, it is just remarkable. U.S. Open and golf, if golf is your thing, uh, there's there's all kinds of great stuff here. So it is a great time to be alive. Air quality is starting to slowly return to the LA area. Uh, COVID cases are still increasing, but they're going down to what they were before. So it's a strange time, but we've got fo- uh, football on, we've got sports on, and uh, you can't really complain about that. So yeah. Embarrassment of riches. Exactly. And we got fantasy football on, so hopefully everyone, uh, everyone's having a good start to their fantasy seasons, their gambling seasons with the NFL, uh, and of course, Lakers taking on the Denver Nuggets in Game 1 at the Western Conference Finals this evening. Sam, we're 1-0. Don't forget to mention Sam and I's fantasy football team, 1-0. Correct. Had a great, had a great opening week, and that team uh, with Jonathan Taylor takes a, a big step in the right direction with our running back depth, so... All right, well, for that fantasy football team, I think it's a Craig's old haircut for the NFL, for SAG Capital, for the Believe Podcast Network. Chris Lord, this is Sam Maxwell. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you guys next time. All my life, I never knew what I could be, what I could do, then we were new. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.